All right, let's rock it. Uh, welcome to Creators Are Brands, the show that explores how storytellers are building brands online. This show is part of the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. I got to do the intro stuff. Let's talk to Katie Shu. Katie Shu is buzzing on TikTok right now. Uh, and, and, it, and I'll tell you how I know that you're buzzing. I have a burner account <laughs> and I logged mm-hmm. into that one. I, I, I use that account to look for creators to pair them with you know, for, for brand strategy, brand campaigns. And I, when I logged into that one that has no connection with my personal account, your face kept popping up. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, Amazing. So yeah, no, I, I love, I love the run, the, the momentum that you have with your videos right now. Uh, it, and you're doing it in, in a way that's like, it's very much like talking with people on TikTok. It's not talking at them. And that's kind of like a, something that I noticed about you. You're good. At, it's like, it feels like you're just like, doing this with your audience uh <laughs> so so katie uh welcome to the show uh, and tell me let's just start it right out the gate what is your tiktok strategy right now yes um well first of all thank you for having me tom um my tiktok strategy at this second is to make my tiktok strategy as easy as possible that's my goal mm. my goal is to be able to like set down my phone film something that just came to mind for like 10 minutes um edit it down for two post it and reach a hundred thousand people like that's kind of my goal is to have that sort of like quick and easy workflow that also works for my tiktok yep and and when when i first reached out to you i think that you were only you maybe you're at like forty thousand. now you're at around <laughs> 68 70 000, and by the time people hear this might be a hundred thousand who knows uh, but so that you're saying that's your strategy right now is it you're almost setting it up for consistency. You're the, the, yeah. the ability to keep showing up. And that's smart because at the beginning when I started, I was making these elaborate edits and then I, I couldn't be as consistent as the, the platform needed me to be. <laughs> um, so yeah. I, I started then dumbing down my content, not dumbing it down, but simplifying it okay. so I can create more and kind of share my, more of my free thinking. So you said your strategy is an idea pops into your head and you film for 10 minutes and then edit. There's no, you have bullets of scripts or like, what's the, what's the angle? No. So like, there's like two kinds of videos I make, I guess. One of them is the one that just pops up into my head. The other is a little bit more planned out. But um, when I do those, I want it to be like energetically when I can articulate it well Uh. without having to script. Because, like, some days I'm so articulate. I can say whatever I want. Some days I just cannot get it out. Yep. Okay. And then uh, what is working right now on TikTok from, you know, you're doing the strategy, you film for a little bit, you, 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 uh, what is, or what are you noticing about the videos that are working? Yeah. Um, I guess on a similar note, like, the ones that are working are the ones that I, like, have a clear like takeaway in my head like I don't have to plan out a lesson necessarily in each video but sometimes if I throw out an idea that hasn't been like fully formulated prior to me like creating the video it like doesn't come across as well I don't know how to explain it but I guess yeah that makes a lot of sense I, I I pick up what you're putting down with that. Yeah, that, it, does that make any sense? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think what you said is it's kind of being tapped into um, 
another idea that you talk about, and I want to, that's another one that I want to get into is like your niche. Like, what is your niche? <laughs> it's a kind of yeah. a trick question with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Tell me about your thinking on your niche because it's almost, I don't want to give the answer away, but tell me how you think about your niche and then I'll kind of bring it back to the previous question. <laughs> okay. Got it. So I talk about becoming the niche. Um, so the niche is me, and I believe the niche should be the person um, that owns the page, right? Because I think a lot of people just um, tend to categorize themselves um, in hopes that it will be easier for the audience to like consume your content if it's all under one category. But in doing that, you kind of lose your like you lose your own personality your own like uniqueness in the content and you become almost like a translator for um like information that's already out there so in my opinion every piece of content that you put out the center of it should be you even if you're just serving the audience with information like um i i think a lot about like why the person that watches a video that they just found from you why they're following you like why they choose to follow you is it because you asked? Is it because you said, follow me for more? Or is it because the information is so good? Or is it because you're so good and your personality is so good? And if it's the third one, then you can continue to put out as much content as you want and they'll still always be satisfied with it. Yeah, and I think you do a good job of weaving in useful information while sharing your personality. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, th- I think you talking about your strategy before with what works is just like, hey, like I have this idea that like I, ne- I need to get it out through. I need to like create something around it. That is that's you not looking at like, oh, here are my videos for the next 30 days. That's you like, all right, this I'm experiencing this. This is what I learned. I want to share this. And because of but that, I- it's like unique to your story, what your mission is. And then uh, and then, yeah, you just kind of on the fly it very much it feels like you are like a friend among your followers who are like hey this is what I learned like I gotta tell you about this yeah no I mean like I like to and this is the way I think about it because I think naturally if you want to provide value like people talk directly to the person that they're trying to give advice to but I believe like in normal human conversations even when you're talking to someone in person like when you talk about your own situation, people will naturally like start to relate to it in some way. Like they'll find their own takeaway. You don't have to really define it for them. So that's True. why I kind of allow myself to just talk about my own journey because I know people are gonna take away from it either way. Yeah, and and so you you you're no you don't go to Duke anymore, but you you're you were studying no. at Duke, and then now yeah. you're just you're you're all in on creating right now. Right now, yes. So technically, yeah. I'm on a year off. Okay, but uh, you know, as the opportunities come in, I know that you know you're probably getting some consulting opportunities. It, uh, mm-hmm. what, 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 what? Okay, when you say, okay, it, it, I know that you are the niche, but if you were to describe the types <laughs> of subject matter that you that your audience <laughs> is the most interested in, um, what would you? How would you describe it? Is it I guess in the business entrepreneur storytelling content creator lane, <laughs> like with a mix of you and your story. <laughs> that was perfect. Yeah, I would I would consider it like um, 
the thing that I'm so like I guess the category might be like content creation um but Which with is a more very of a wide category yeah very wide category with more of like a psychological lens to it like I like to think a lot mm. more about the psychology behind the person watching or the video itself um and then mix in some like entrepreneurship because that's just overall my journey so that's what I share about yeah yeah no I think that's also I, I I've I've been thinking about that concept more recently mm -hmm. to uh how people I I, th I feel like this is kind of what you're doing I don't know if you've you've kind of like articulated this but uh someone was talking about how you know business is one of the best forms of self-improvement where like a lot of people just like read books and they, mm -hmm. they but like they don't have any outlet to channel what they're learning through and I feel like business and content creation whether it's a podcast like this goal for your TikTok channel, like these things that you're learning about yourself, like the things that you want to improve, like these habits that we're all putting in place um, to be show up as the best version of ourselves. Like if you have like a goal, like content creation, you can kind of, that, that's like becomes your outlet for this new stuff that you're learning. I don't know. Do you think about your content in, in that way at all? Yeah, totally. Like I, I think of it as like, um, well, with the whole goals, everything I've said at the very beginning about how, like, I'm trying to make my content as, like, simple to make as possible, um, the goal really is that me improving on myself and me growing and me sharing it simply becomes the job at hand. Um, that's, that's, I like that way of looking at it. Yeah. And then, and then it becomes something that, I think you're doing like a lot of people skip that question of, of like, how do I want to like, what type of content is exciting for me? They usually just go towards what is working and then they build their mm -hmm. brand around that. And then they have to continue to do that. And you're doing it the other way where you're saying like, Hey, I, I my, it might take a little longer, but I'm making this as true to me as possible so I can continue to enjoy this. Exactly. And I think that comes from the perspective of me, like, taking a year off of school and not knowing exactly where I'll be a couple months from now. Um, so the goal really is, can I take this brand wherever I go? Yeah. Oh, so like when, if you do go back to school, you can weave that in. If you build a business, you yeah. can weave it in. And yeah, all right, all right I like that. Yeah. Uh, so t let's talk about a couple of tactical things. Uh, you have this concept, I'm going to call it the no hook hook, <laughs> um, <laughs> where you were like, you're, and you said this on the phone, and then I, I think that you, 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 do the, you said this in one of your videos too. You talk about how like, you know, you can buy, everyone's selling like 100 hooks for TikTok. Like you can use ChatGBT to find 100 hooks for TikTok. Like, and you're saying you usually make the video and then you, even, you, you, you cut out the hook. Like you get right mm -hmm. into the information. So tell me more about yes. your thinking on that. Yeah. So the word hook I think has a bad connotation to it. It's like the word hook oh. is literally like you're trying to hook the audience, right? And reel them in and like convince them to watch <laughs> the whole video. But like, in my opinion, people forget that like, okay, you get them to watch the first three seconds. Can you get them to watch the whole thing? And if so, cause that's like almost the easy part. If so, can they watch the whole thing and actually enjoy it? Or are they just watching because you've tricked them to and they know it? Like, the audience is not as, like, gullible, I think, as people think they are. Um, I would rather people watch my whole three-minute video 
um, wanting to like make popcorn and like actually like indulge in it than like just be watching it for three minutes waiting for an end result that I promised them at the beginning. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it certainly does. And and even, you know, with the, the hooks, I've, I've kind of felt similar where it's like once everyone's copying other people's hooks that work, those hooks aren't hooks anymore. They're, they're then- they are, it, it's like the, when like Instagram ads were popping, you know, people would come in like it with the same hook every time. So that hook, people get desensitized to it. So no one, like yeah. I can feel for a second for you can feel immediately when someone's trying to hook you <laughs> right exactly. instead of just getting into the conversation exactly yeah so like in terms of my no hook strategy no hook <laughs> hook strategy what is it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um it's like more so about like convincing um people that there is something interesting to watch immediately and by by cutting out so what i do in my workflow um based on the whole like you know let's do it as quickly as possible is like i don't think about the intro as i record i don't obsess over how to rope people in because that takes away from like the creative energy of just the idea at hand i guess if i'm like overthinking how to format it um so i just start talking and naturally when i start talking like let's say i'm talking about becoming the niche I'm going to naturally introduce it as like, this is why I become the niche, yada, yada, and then I will go into it. Um, and then I just cut off that first line. I like trim it off afterwards because the intro isn't needed. I can just replace it as text usually too. Yeah. But then you okay. get right into it and people are like curious about what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And and, and I, I suggest everyone to go check out Katie's handles. What is the handle? It's It's... Katie the, X socials. Katie X socials. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then for your videos, you usually put like a, like a text card, um, over like at the beginning of the video. What, what would you call that? Mm-hmm. Like a, is that a what, like what is a the actual name? Title. For that? A title. A title know. card. <laughs> yeah. 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 A title card, and then do you do that for every video? Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. I Any would say like that. Any tips yeah, for that um, part of the video? Yes. So one thing I'll say is like you can obsess over how, um, I don't know, inviting or how like psycho- psychological your text is. But ultimately, um, the content that performs best is just good content. So um, I wouldn't stress too much about it. I'll tell you my exact like format that I've been using right now at least that's what we want (laughs) yes is um a number I always use a number like three things or five things but if there's only one then I'll just use the number one I don't know I I saw something about maybe having numbers as a trick that Mr. Beast does or something um so I always do like one thing that blank does differently and then the blank um, is like an aspirational thing. So it's either millionaires or successful content creators, sometimes me. So like three things that millionaires do differently, three things that successful content creators do differently. That's just the format that I've been using because I don't yeah. want to come up with more. But yeah, 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 I might I might steal that. I might steal Go that for, for the it. next series. <laughs> uh, okay. And then the you, you made a video about that you, you were – it was pretty cool. You shared a video where it kind of showed uh, the difference between your on-camera confidence a couple months ago 
um, compared to what it is now. Can you talk to me more about how you kind of created that on-camera confidence? Yeah, so I don't know how to, like, how to define it, but for some reason, I don't know if you experienced this too, Tom, but, like, um, at the very beginning, as I was, like, testing out content, not exactly, like, growing, like, an audience yet, um, it felt like I was just talking to a wall. Like, I couldn't (laughs) really picture who I was talking to because there wasn't really anyone listening. And because of that, you, like, at least for me, I was talking very, like, just, like, you know, nice. Like, the way that I would talk when I'm, like, approaching someone in real life, I guess. Uh Right? uh Yeah. And then the second I started getting a response um, specifically about, like, me, not the content at hand. So, like, um, I posted one video. It's the video that got me from, like, 1,000 followers to, like, 4,000 followers. And um, it was a very, like, open, transparent video. So a lot of the comments were like, oh, I resonate with this. Like, this is me. Like, I relate. All of that. Once I felt like there were real people that I was talking to, I was able to, like, direct my voice towards them in the next content. Mm. And then that kind of, like, um, stacked on top of itself. And that's kind of where the confidence came from because I know that someone's going to react because I can picture them in my head now. Did you experience that? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I think a, a bit of a bit of. You know, it, it is funny. I think the one thing that, um, you know, pe- people when they start, they don't have that much of an audience listening, and I actually found that at the beginning, like, I, uh, it was like you're. Not, like no one's watching, so you should be more confident. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm more confident. Yeah. And there's like less eyeballs, and and then there's more. <laughs> the, the, it like so for me, like it was a little like, um. But I get what you're saying. Now you have, um. Now it's like you can be more direct about it. Like you know the yeah. very specific thing that your audience wants, and if it's almost like, you're, it's when you show up on camera you're like this is true like this is what's true for me like and then so you're speaking that in a way that is like when you're saying something that's true you're more confident about it like uh when when i have a video where uh, i I find that it's usually like if i have a conversation with another creator or like a friend or an entrepreneur and like we say something in the conversation and i'm like oh i would say it to him it, it makes it way more easy to say on camera. Like some of the videos yeah. like I do, it's like, it is forced. It's like, like I think the algorithm, the, this machine algorithm is going to like this, but I'm not thinking of an individual and I kind of like force an idea because like, I think it's going to work. But usually I'm the most confident when I'm like, yo, this is something I would actually share. Uh, I have shared to a friend. So I think that's what you're yeah. saying. Like as soon as you felt like, okay, I got friends now that I can talk directly to. That's when you were like, you, you, you you can just be more direct yeah it's like it's like the difference between like hoping someone's gonna hear you and like knowing that someone's there to respond and also like um i totally relate to what you just said i do a lot of consultation on the side like one-on-one and i tend to make the best videos right after those consultation calls yeah because i find better ways to like word things in those calls and then i immediately share it online and um it just comes across better because you're actually it's it's uh you when you're telling it to someone else 
it's uh, it's funny. This is kind of meta. You have to find the right <laughs> words in order to make it make sense for someone to put in action, know. right? And like because of that, it's almost like a forcing function to be more clear in, in how you describe yes. something. I just wasn't clear in that. Like I had to figure that out. But now if I want to make a video about this, I, I will have then practiced that and I'll be much better at it. Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. So we uh, just came up with an idea right there. We did. Now we can, we now we can go now, off and make TikToks who, about who, it. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to make a couple from this. All right. So and now <laughs> what are some common mistakes as you're consulting with people or that you've experienced yourself? What are common mistakes people make when they're starting on TikTok? Yeah, so common mistakes. Um, I guess the first one um, is just being overwhelmed with all of the tactical, technical um, aspects, such as what time do I post, hashtags, how often do I post. All of these questions, I think, are asked simply to avoid actually starting and actually iterating and actually posting, which at yep. the end of the day does a much has a much bigger, significant like difference on you and your content and your account and your skills than the actual like formation of everything yeah you actually shouldn't even i you probably shouldn't think about that stuff until you make like 50 to 100 videos you know make 50 like build your like creative muscle figure out what it is you want to say and how you want to show up then maybe compliment it with that stuff but still like I don't, I don't, I don't think the best creators are worrying too much about that, especially in the short form content. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like I think a lot of people look up to creators like Mr. Beast, who so openly talk about how he spends so much time, like optimizing for the right um, cuts, the right thumbnails, all of that, which is very important for him because he has that audience and he's trying to scale like to literally anyone. Um, yeah, so yeah. It, it's yeah. like he's starting at a much higher level than uh, some a beginner is. Exactly, exactly. And I think, uh, you know, there there are uh, cases I can't think off the top, um, maybe like a, I don't know, this is just like the next obvious one, maybe an Emma Chamberlain who didn't mm-hmm. focus on that stuff, at, didn't obsess about that stuff as much. Now, she is exceptionally talented herself, so I don't know if that's the perfect example. What we're trying to say is like the... Uh, build the creative muscle first, like figure out who you want to be. And then like a lot of those stuff that the content creator gurus teach around like timing hashtags, it's just, they're trying to find a way to package something to like show their expertise. And like that's easy stuff to point to because anyone can control that. But a lot of it is like, it's, uh, it's, it's the annoying thing that everyone says is, is, is like consistency, but it's not consistency that like, that's what the algorithm likes. I think it's more on the individual's end of learning how you want to show up and refining your skills as a creator. Absolutely. Like, I I almost think it's more of a skill of, like, improv or speech in a oh. way um, than it is the edit. I mean, the editing, it depends on what type of creator you want to be. If you want to be a very artistic like you make short films on youtube of course the editing matters and that's part of the creative process but if you're just like trying to be a personal brand on short form like platforms um i honestly think how you're speaking and your ability to generate your thoughts is more important and less replaceable like 
if you're spending yeah. three hours scripting and then you make the same edits everyone else does, it's just your face instead of somebody else's, then someone else can do that exact video. Yep, yep. And I have a theory that these apps, these apps want people that are doing the, the minimalist production to succeed. Because what happens mm -hmm. is when they succeed, it makes it feel more accessible to more people. So if people are doing like these elaborate edits and all this crazy stuff, like, like, yeah, some people like their storytelling is so good that it'll, it'll work. Um, but I, I think a lot of the short form apps, like they want people to use the features right on their phone to be able to create because that inspires more creators to be like, oh, I can do that too. Yeah, totally. That's super smart. Uh, okay. Well, one more, one more question here. Tell me about your theory on whitelisting. <laughs> oh my gosh so i was talking to tom about this yesterday um whitelisting in my opinion is it, it's just something that i personally don't plan on doing with my tiktok account because at least for me when i see people whitelisting and for those of you who don't know whitelisting is when you do a brand deal you post it on your own profile and the um brand is able to put money behind it and promote it on your profile, um, which I think is probably better for the brand because it is coming from the creator themselves. So it's a little bit more trustworthy than running it from the brand's end. But yep. from the perspective of me as a creator, um, I focus so, and you know this from the hook conversation, I focus so much on when people like find me on their For You page, when they scroll and it's me, I want them to be able to stop and be excited for the content that is coming next. And that's like a trust that I have to build over time. So if I start showing up as an ad um, and it's so clearly being promoted, then I have a theory that I'm just training my own audience uh -huh. to swipe right when they find my video um, and see my face. And I don't want that to translate over to my actual content because yeah. that's what I do with people that i follow for sure that that's uh that, i love that i i was like oh yeah that's that's interesting because i've done whitelisting before and mm -hmm. i was like oh i was just doing that with my audience and then like uh, I, like it makes sense like i i i see where you're coming from like in my situation i i was with the reason i did it was because it, it was with spotify and it was like uh, it was like a, it was because you can bad. charge like this is the this is what i would say if you're going to do whitelisting because of the reason Katie just said, make sure you charge a lot. Like, like so there yes. are a number that you feel like yeah. is like ridiculous, and they wouldn't pay. And that's sort of what I did with with Spotify, and they and they 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 said yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. Because I I was thinking, okay, at least it's a, it's associated with an established brand. So if you know, maybe top of mind is top, like that's almost like a brand where it's like it's almost validating in the market that I'm. It was like around using Spotify as a podcast. Uh, the podcasting app for advertisers, and I was like, "Well, that's the world that I'm in, and that's one of the yeah. the, the brands that are at the you know the most respected in the space." So I was like, "It's worth it then if the money's right, and it, it's actually elevating my presence as like someone that talks about the the creator economy space." Totally, I think it's like a mark of credibility for you. Yeah, yeah. See, you just worded it much more cleaner than I did. <laughs> All right. Um, and then, yeah, so I'm trying to think, anything else that you want to share with people around what they need to know around building on TikTok right now? Um, 
that it's not too late. I, I think I've seen a lot of people talk about like, oh, it's too late for me. I, I miss the train, um, especially especially other creators uh -huh. who um, like who are on YouTube or other platforms already and feel like they haven't been able to get their start on TikTok or haven't been able to figure it out. I'd say it's, it's really not too late. Um, and the one tip I have is to not try and translate your content that you already have elsewhere onto the platform, but really, really focus on TikTok if you want to grow there. I think like there's an obvious disconnect if you're just repurposing onto TikTok. What do you think about that? I agree. I agree. I, I, I all the platforms, all all the platforms are definitely different. Uh, I would say if you're starting out, don't try to be on all of them. Own one. Try to learn the specifics of that one, and then maybe say, "How can I repurpose?" Some might be, you know, it might be easier to go from TikTok to YouTube. I, I don't know. Like, it, it, depending on what the 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 platform is prioritizing at that time, it could look differently. But uh. I, I think at the beginning, it's hard to figure out all of them at once. Just pick one, uh, pick a pick a goal for the, like a, the, uh, you know, a period of time that you want to put this focus in and then look at it and say, hey, okay, what do I want to build from here? I love that. I love that. That's exactly what happened to me was like, <clears throat> I was so overwhelmed with wanting to start a podcast, start a YouTube channel, repurpose everywhere, set up all the flows um, before uh -huh. I had an audience that I literally had to grab a sheet of paper and write down, okay, for the next 30 days, I only post on TikTok. And nice. that's what really started my consistency. That's beautiful. Katie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Again, where can we go check out your content? Yeah, all of my handles are Katie X Socials and Tom, thank you so much for having me. 